the Flipside Podcast. On this week's episode of the Flipside Podcast. The privilege we have of getting pulled over by a police officer, that's a very small thing that in our lives we could see and now we can kind of understand and that's something we can work towards, you know, going forward. It's also easy to, you know, take it much more macro and look at the protests like with the little boy and think, you know, we should be outraged that this is happening. We should go out and be proactive in our community and, you know, you know, vote and get engaged and do these kinds of things. But I guess the out, I guess the thing I'm trying to get to is even if you are open to it, what you get from the movie and how you, how you perceive what you should do moving forward, being challenged by the questions presented in the movie can be very different. They can be very micro or they could be very macro and they could be very different. You know, if we watch this movie in 15 years with our daughter or something like that, you know, we could end up with a very different response from what we are right now just talking about it, yeah. um, which I think is very powerful. In episode 10, we explore film as a medium that can break down barriers. A little less than a year ago, the film Queen and Slim was released in November of 2019. The film is an amazing story about black love and issues of social justice. I strongly recommend this feature film, so if you haven't already seen it, please be aware this episode contains spoilers. Here is a clever synopsis of the story. Queen a criminal defense attorney has an awkward dinner with her Tinder date, Slim, in an Ohio diner. Can I ask you something? What took you so long to respond to me? I sent you a very well-crafted message three weeks ago. And today, out of the blue, you hit me up asking if you want to grab dinner. What changed? I didn't feel like being alone. Not tonight. So you turned to Tinder. So what happens tonight? Did you think we were going to have sex? Nah, <laughs> No. I thought we were going to hang out, maybe get to know each other. He drives her home, and they are pulled over by a white police officer who searches Slim and his trunk. When Slim asks if he could hurry up as it is cold outside, the officer draws his gun on him. Queen gets out to confront the officer, reaching for her phone to record the incident. The police officer shoots her in the leg. Slim tackles the officer, and a scuffle ensues resulting in Slim grabbing the officer's gun and shooting him in the head. Field execute a turn signal back there. I'm going to ask you to step out of the vehicle for me. Could you please hurry up? What did you say? It's just cold. Get on the ground! Keep your hands where I can see Why is he under arrest? What is your badge number? Chill, just chill! I'm reaching for my cell phone! Taking the gun and throwing away their phones, Queen tells Slim they must go on the run or else spend their lives in prison. As the story continues, the two experience what it means to be fugitives, lovers, and a symbol of anti-oppression. Now let's go. Cop killers! Cop killers! It was self-defense. We didn't a black money and Clyde. How you gonna outrun the police? We don't have to outrun them. We just have to make sure they don't know where we are. This is Kentucky, my friend. There's a war going on out there, and you welcome this into our home? Is this y'all? 
Y'all really gave us something to believe in. We needed that for real. Let them go! If y'all don't move Black Panthers, power to the people. All we can do is go forward. There is nothing back there for us. Let's just keep going. What if God wanted me to die and I messed up his plan? I don't think that's what he wanted. How you know? I just think you were meant to be here. I'm scared. It's all right. I'll be brave enough for the both of us. I'm taking you dancing. Let's go. You're willing to risk getting caught so we can dance? Hell yeah. Don't worry, you're safe here. I just want to let you know that I'm okay and that I love you. I want a guy to show me myself. I want him to love me so deeply. I'm not afraid to show him how ugly I can be. Thank you for bringing us this far. Thank you for this journey. Please! No matter how it ends. What do you want? I want to ride or die. Can I be your legacy? You already are. This film is very focused on pulling people into the black experience. The film's director, Melina Masukos, and producer Lena White described this notion better than anyone else could. I built a career off of being able to say something and entertain and trying to have as broad of a reach as possible that goes against the status quo in the tradition of people who have put the political and racial climate of the world that they live in in their work. Filmmaking is a war. And those are my war wounds up on that screen, you know? And I feel like you have to fight for your vision. That's my favorite kind of art to create that speaks to people and also creates change. Every detail came from something or some part of what I was influenced by or how I grew up or what I experienced. And you have such a unique experience, too. I think that's what I love about you. I feel like you're black as shit, but you're also a melting pot. You know, you have all these different experiences that I don't necessarily have. We're forcing people to speak our language, like not trying to navigate or fit into a space where we don't necessarily belong or try to fit into a space that we don't care to belong to, but instead inviting them into our world. We'll give you an authentic view of what it means to be black in America today. Obviously, I've done your story, but you see yourselves in my work, and I see myself in in your work. We're a reflection of each other, and I think that that shows up on screen, Absolutely. and hopefully other people will see themselves in the work as well. This episode is centered around the question that Melina Masukos asked. Can people see themselves in this film? And does the film actually create change? Queen and Slim is an unapologetically black film. And to explore the flip side, I asked Emily and Sean Edgerton to watch the film and share their insights, mainly because their perspective is incredibly different from a black culture that is soaked into this film. I'm from rural Ohio, uh, so I grew up out in, surrounded by the cornfields, um, loved playing outside, all those things. So I grew up in a very white community, um, and then I went to college, and uh, the college I went to was very, very, very diverse, and so that was kind of a, a, a little bit of like a culture shock for me, I would say, um, just kind of seeing many people that I had never, um, never seen before. Um, so it was it was a very good experience for me, just um, helped me grow out as a person. Uh, I grew up on the west side of uh, Michigan in Grand Rapids, uh, second largest city in the state, kind of in the suburbs for the most part. White family, probably if I'm being honest, upper middle class white family. Uh, went to private schools, Catholic schools, did all those kinds of things. Um, 
experienced that. Kind of went, you know, got to college, started hanging out with a lot more people that were diverse, similar to Emily, learned a lot of other, you know, nationalities, differences, identities, those kinds of things. And um, really kind of, it's not something, I wouldn't say it wasn't something that, I'm trying to think of a way to say this, it's not necessarily, it wasn't something that was new to me. My family had always grown up talking about diversity and ideas and those kinds of things. It's just that most of the places that I lived didn't really have those kinds of, that kind of diversity. And it wasn't until I got to college that I, you know, ran into a whole more, whole group of other people and a whole other things. And it was then kind of really the ideology connecting with the reality of the world, which was in a way very eye-opening and certainly reminding as well. Sean and Emily are a young married couple. They currently live in a suburb close to Ann Arbor, Michigan, and are firmly placed in upper to middle class status. And yes, they're both white. The two of them have every opportunity to be oblivious to issues of racial and social justice, but instead they represent a new school of white America, one that openly acknowledges their white privilege and accurately understands the term for its true meaning. The privilege we have of getting pulled over by a police officer, that's a very small thing that in our lives we could see and now we can kind of understand and that's something we can work towards you know, going forward. It's also easy to you know, take it much more macro and look at the protests like with the little boy and think, you know, we should be outraged that this is happening. We should go out and be proactive in our community and, you know, you know, vote and um, get engaged and do these kinds of things. But I guess the out, I guess the thing I'm trying to get to is even if you are open to it, what you get from the movie and how you, how you perceive what you should do moving forward, being challenged by the questions presented in the movie can be very different. They can be very micro or they could be very macro. And they could be very different, you know, if we watch this movie in 15 years with our daughter or something like that, yeah. you know, we could end up with a very different response um, from what we are right now just talking about it, yeah. um, which I think is very powerful. And, and I mean, I am a white woman that grew up in a very white community and did not have to worry about anything like that at all. Um, and so, like, that's a privilege that I've had. Um, um, but I just, I really... I really love just like how passionate he was about that. When you watch a film, you fully commit to the idea of immersing yourself into the story. You don't think about who's black or who's white. It's a very cleansing experience. The social constructs that frame most of our thoughts just kind of strip away. Emily has empathy for Slim's character because the film allows her to better understand his experience. She was able to relate to Slim's importance of family despite the fact that he's on the run from the police. I could never just like disappear and not talk to my parents about it or, um, or my sisters. I mean, they're like a big part of my life and they always will be. And so that's definitely something I, I could relate to. Watching the movie when he like goes to pick up the phone to call his family, like, you know, that's what he's doing. Yeah. Um, but in, your, in my head, I'm like, don't do it, don't do it. But then mm -hmm. I think like, God, like, I, I feel like I would do the same thing. Like, I couldn't, like, just, like, disappear on him. So, yeah, definitely, definitely can relate to that, that feeling. Sean then gives what I believe to be an honest observation of the police officer pulling over Slim. And it's kind of like we were talking about earlier. It kind of helps bridge the, the gap, I think, for the white audiences to try to help bring it in and make it more inclusive. 
because you can really kind of see in different moments the police officer being triggered by different responses mm -hmm. and i don't think that like those are i mean depending on who's giving the, you know who's saying something to a police officer i don't know if you have the same outcome i could easily see a white person kind of like standing on the side of the, you know the sidewalk and saying do you mind if we could hurry this up i'm, I'm a little bit cold because mm -hmm. my you know we're standing out here and i don't know that that would trigger the, the same brutal response kind of thing Police brutality has been a topic that has blazed through mainstream media and was then intensified with the killings of George Floyd, Ahmaud Arbery, and Breonna Taylor. This film confronts this issue directly, but was not in response to the aforementioned murders. Queen and Slim was recorded and debuted in 2019, as mentioned earlier. The film was meant to be a response in order to improve the situations regarding police brutality by spreading awareness. Unfortunately, the problems with police brutality have not improved over time. I think the movie might be very timeless in the sense that it'll kind of reflect where we were in history at that point and how we were thinking about these kinds of things. I don't necessarily know if, you know, the movie itself will be that, you know, that kind of memorable movie that everyone will think of that off the top of their head. But I think that if we went back in time and watched Clean and, Clean, Clean and Slim, we could easily see that, you know, this is where we were as a country. These are the kinds of questions we were having. This is the kind of dialogue we were trying to have um, and how we were grappling with that. Right. Yeah. yeah. I, also, I also think um, it'll depend on, I guess, what happens in the future with the current social justice issues and um, the Black Lives Matter movement and kind of where where we go, um, what, like how, where, where we go will depend on how we look at it um, in the past. And so I think kind of that's yet to be determined a little bit too, just depending on how all of this um, shapes out and what, um, what changes. The story comes to a dramatic and brutal end as the couple makes their way down to Florida with the hopes of reaching a plane to be able to escape out of the country. Queen and Slim walk toward a waiting plane with a pilot, but a squad of police cars arrives. Joining hands, they declare their love for each other. I had a chance. I would have kissed all your scars. I know you would have. Queen is shot dead 
by an overeager officer. Ignoring the police commands, Slim carries Queen's body towards the officers and is gunned down as well. After having multiple conversations about race with people who aren't minorities, I've come to notice a little bit of tension and caution that accompanies their words. Like a politician at a press conference, every sentence is put together carefully so as not to offend any one person or collective group. History has shown us that one sensitive comment can brand a person as a racist for their entire lifetime. However, when I spoke with Emily and Sean, they were eager to share their raw thoughts and feelings about topics that make some white people feel nervous. Privilege, police brutality, protest, racism, all relevant and provocative topics that popped up during our conversation. Overall, they both agreed that Queen and Slim were heroes. They didn't just sit there and let that happen. They were like, no, like, we're gonna, we're gonna get out of this. We're gonna try to, like, be okay. We're gonna try to, like, survive this and get through this. They didn't just sit there and, like, take it. And so I feel like that kind of became, like, this mantra that, like, don't just sit here and take what, what's, what, um, what we're being given. Don't just sit here and accept things the way that they are. Like, do something about it. Yeah, I, I don't think that's a black or a white thing. When, you know, when we're all struggling and somebody who's in a similar situation that's struggling as you stands up and says, you know what, this is, this is BS. I'm not going to do this anymore. Yeah. I think the rest of us are kind of, you know, either openly like, yeah, or even internally, we're kind of just like, yeah. Instead of holding back and pulling their words, this married couple brought forth ideas and stated, this is what I know and this is what I don't understand. I could be reading into this too deeply, but when someone tells you they don't know something, they're being vulnerable. They have lowered their intellectual drawbridge and said, come on in and help me understand. You can't watch Queen and Slim and not feel like you're being dipped into black culture. But that was always the intention of the director. And I wanted you to see that changing landscape and also how beautiful it can be through a black lens, right? And to see the world, how we experience it. The film is an invitation to learn more about black culture. But of course, not everyone is as open as the Engertons and willing to attend the events 
and see the insights that are gripped from this feature film. To be fair, I think there are quite a few people that if this movie is recommended to them, probably would never even watch it uh, because they would label it as something that is specifically a black film or something like that. And I think watching it or how you view it, whether it's a divisive or whether it's uniting, really kind of depends on where you're at mentally at that point in time. That being said, I think the outcome of the movie, if you're open to uh, or in being introspective about how you feel about these kinds of things, uh, the outcome is even more diverse. And that's the rub. People must have a desire and a willingness to learn about each other in order to better understand and respect our differences. America is very siloed. We stay in our bubbles, hang out with people that are just like us, watching Fox News or CNN, and we wonder why our implicit bias governs everything that we do. And even me, as a person, looking at the things that I do and the people that I interact with, I could take the opportunity to learn more, and you can too. That's what's going to make the difference in people's lives to help get a better understanding of how we can be on this earth and be on this planet together. It's not going to happen overnight, and it's definitely not going to happen in 2020. But take the time to look at what you're doing and take a closer look at what you could do. Thanks for listening to the Flipside Podcast. Every Thursday, we will share a new episode primed with direct conversations and interviews about topics that challenge original thoughts. You can subscribe and download the Flipside Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Most importantly, we want to hear from you. So search for the Flipside Pod on Instagram to submit questions and suggest new topics. Until next time, I'm Ed Hill. And remember, conversations create change.